Welcome into the December 1st episode of the Locked on Lease podcast. Holy crap, it's December 1st. Time really flies, people. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leaves beat the Sharks 3-1, keep the winning streak rolling. Mitch Marner joins a historic club in the process. We'll break it all down on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive. Uh, and Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked on Leafs, the daily Maple Leafs Center podcast. So be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also now catch us up on YouTube. Just search up Locked on Leafs, hit subscribe, and get new daily videos, new podcasts directly to you each and every day, uh, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time here at Locked on Leafs. All right, Dave, what a night. What a night. Um, <laughs> the Maple Leafs get the win. They beat the Sharks. Mitch Marner, 18 straight games with a point now, joining the historic club um, of Ed Olchuk and Daryl Sittler as the only guys in Maple Leafs history. Maple Leafs history. Only three dudes to get uh, points in 18 straight games. Um, just an incredible feat. It is, and you know, watching the that, that's what made the end of the game so exciting because it was a really low event game. The, the The start of the game was really interesting, but then you're just like, "All right, is he gonna do it? What's how they're gonna have him try to do it?" Like that power play, you just thought everybody was like, "All right, where's Mitch?" Yeah, Mitch got to get his touch. Mitch got to get his touch for sure. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, you could tell that the, the the players on the team really were pulling for him. And I think that's what made it special, is that the players on the team were pulling for him to get it. You know, to see him get on that list with Ed Olchuk and uh, Daryl Sittler means it, it's a significant deal, especially for anybody who's grown up following this team. Like, I don't think anybody would have expected Mitch Marner to be in the record books with those players. I don't think many would have anticipated that. No, like when he was drafted. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, when he was drafted, yeah, I, I, I didn't look at him and be like, one day, one day, Mitch Marner is going to break the streak or tie the streak rather of uh, of Daryl Sittler for points, uh, points consecutive games with a point was not on uh, on the bingo card when he was originally drafted, but also him turning into a two-way force wasn't on the bingo card either. He's just turned into an exceptional player and one of the best Leafs of all time. Like ultimately it's 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 that's that's what he's becoming. And I think there's many records that he's gonna break. He'll have a chance to uh to, to break this record on Saturday when they take on the Tampa Bay uh Lightning who are gonna be in town. So that'll be really cool if he can try and do that. And you know, Vasilevsky hasn't quite been the Vasilevsky that uh, that he's that we were used to. So, you know, he might be able to get that done and, and that would be awesome to be able to do it on home ice. I know we had friends and family in the building yesterday, probably gonna have friends and family in the building today. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, Dave. I'm sure you did, because I think we actually we, we might have talked about it on the show. 
Um, sometimes I would get mixed up what we talk about here and then what I talk about on Leafs lunch. But um, so the jerseys from last night's game, the the retro jerseys with the patch, um, the Boreas Salming patch. So they're being retired, actually, and they're being sold um, in auction with all proceeds going to uh, ALS Action Canada. So that piece of Leafs history, the game-worn jersey by Mitch Marner where he tied the record, is actually being auctioned off currently right now. There's two days left. Uh, bidding ends December 3rd at 8.06 p.m. So that's when bidding ends, and it's already up to $15,000 for wow. that jersey. The jersey that he made, um, that he tied the record in. That's Great. incredible. I mean – those that initiative i know that when i know we didn't discuss it, but i discussed it with some other people we were just like they got to do something for als now like after everything that was going on with solving and we we're you know somebody had mentioned i saw it on twitter too people were like oh those patches would be nice if people could buy them and proceeds would go to als and it's like well if, I, I was thinking like if we're thinking about it the least definitely you're thinking about it and the jersey auction, like you, you like fifteen thousand dollars for a jersey. And Mike, you and I know, you know, collecting things, fifteen thousand dollars for a jersey is a lot. But then when you notice that, you know, it's going to charity, it makes it that much sweeter. You know, somebody's not just buying that jersey and likely gonna sell it after. Like they're doing it because they want to support a great, great cause. Well, they want to support the great cause, but also just want to have a piece of history like like collectors there's collectors out there who just will want this in their collection right and they don't care how much money it's going to cost them the fact that it's going to charities is an added bonus i mean if i had the money it'd be something that i would certainly be interested in unfortunately 15k is just uh, slightly out of my out of my range and i mean it's there now i can only imagine what it's going to get up to in a couple of days that that number's just going to keep growing and growing when, we, when I went to bed last night, it was about 12,000, and it's already up to 15 uh, by the time I woke up. So, yeah, that number's growing, but it's it's going to a good cause, so that's fantastic. In a way, you know, I, I think it's, it's um, well, I guess it's the record tying. Maybe he, I guess he'd be able to keep if he ends up breaking the record on Saturday. He could keep the jersey if he'd like, and it could go into, you know, the Hall of Fame or, like, the Leafs hall of fame or whatever they can do something with that jersey or do something with the stick or 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 whatever it may be um but it is pretty cool that uh they're going to be selling these jerseys and making a lot of money i mean i'm just looking right now online and uh these jerseys and you can check them out at real sports is is you know where they're selling them but even a justin hall jersey's up over a grand zach aston reese over a thousand Kerfoot's over a thousand. Uh, Jody Ben didn't even play in the game, but he did play. Uh, he did have the retro game sweater. I think he wore uh, in one of the other games. Maybe like that's nine hundred dollars for that. Yarn Crocs twelve hundred. I don't know why Connor Timmons has one. Connor Timmons has not played a game with the Maple Leafs, which would make sense why his bid is very low at eight fifty. But honestly, every single one of these jerseys right now are are. are going for like over a thousand bucks matt murray fifteen hundred dollars i'm just curious what uh, austin matthews is going for twelve thousand so matthews didn't even make history in that jersey and it's still going for twelve thousand bucks because a it's going to a good cause 
so people don't mind bidding up and B because he's Austin freaking Matthews. Um, but that Marner one, since there definitely was history made in that sweater, um, that's going to go for a pretty penny, and, and that's going to be great. Uh, all right, let's break down the game, get to our three stars on the other side. But first, let me tell you guys about betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, hockey, soccer, and esports. They got it all at betonline.net. Uh, we're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti with you, your host at Locked On Leafs. Uh, so outside of the uh, the um, the record tying moment for Mitch Marner, um, it was you mentioned at the top. It was kind of a kind of a low event game. Actually, the the first period I thought was really high event. Actually, there was great pace, good speed, chances on both ends. I mean, Marner almost got the, the 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 streak out of the way on like the opening shift. Like, legitimately had a really good opportunity on the opening shift, and um, you know, Tavares kind of just puts puts it uh, puts it wide and unable to actually finish on the chance that he got. But um, then it really got played locked down on both sides. You know, they started to clog up the neutral zone, and um, it was pretty low event from there on out. But you know, ultimately Toronto able to gut it out and, and come away with the win. And 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 I, what I find, you know, especially uh, encouraging about that is that they're just finding ways to win games. You know, whether it's by dominating games, they're not playing up to par and still winning games. And then last night they just kind of grinded out a low event game and end up coming away with the win. They 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 get a turnover in the, on the defensive end. Camp, you know, sends it up the other way, and and Kerfoot takes a shot to rebound. Engvall puts in the back of the net. That ends up being the winner late in the game, and that allowed and set up for Mitch Marner to uh, make his three attempts at an empty net <laughs> and ultimately score. Uh, but that's kind of how I saw that game. You know, it's 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 encouraging because it's a different way for them to win. Yeah, it is. It, you know, when those games are close and the puck, you know, you're not getting the luck you need right away, especially off the stop, off the hop, just sticking with it. Like, I thought for sure they were going to score on that power play late in the game, just by the way that they were generating, getting open looks, getting great chances. Like, John Tavares had at least two to three great looks on that last power play alone. Yeah. I liked they how they were. Really forcing, they were really forcing touches to Mitch Marner, too. And he, I thought he did, like, when Marner kind of bumped it out in front for Tavares, like, that was that, that was a really good chance, yeah. really good opportunity. And, you know, hats off to Aaron Dell. Like, that was his first game of the year. And I thought he had to make some some really good good saves in tight. Just some, We were talking about a former Leaf scoring against Toronto. How about the former third-string goaltender who never played for the Leafs having, like, a career game against Toronto. Just yeah. it, 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 It's just right to itself half the time. But, you know, I thought, like, are we being serious right now? Like, Aaron Dell. But I'm like, eh, he's got – he's probably he's probably trying to – he's probably trying to not stick it to the Leafs, but he's probably trying to make it known that, you know, he's not going to make it easy on them. And he didn't. At, like, he was – he was part of the key. He, he made some tough saves, but he made them look easy. And I'm just like, where has this guy been all year? 
Like all of a sudden, Aaron Dell is shutting down the Leafs for for most of the game. And, you know, I, I do commend the Leafs for sticking with it, being disciplined. Early part, they were, you know, opening things up. They were really trying to get the offense going, and it led to some chances on just like, oh, the counterattack is going to bite them in the butt. It almost did. There yeah. Was <laughs> there was a few uh, few oopsies where Noah Gregor and, and they ended up, what was it, like three breakaways in the first period? I, I was listening to the postgame sound, and it was funny. Um, Sheldon Keefe was making the joke. He said, uh, yeah, well, Sammy said that he was ready, so – you know, we said, all right, well, let's test it. And gave three quick breakaways. Um, and, and you know, Sam Snuff said that, uh, you know, that kind of got him back into it. But he said it was funny, too. It kind of gave him a little bit more confidence and, and made him feel a little bit more comfortable because it was a breakaway, essentially, a shootout, but the breakaway um, that he got hurt on, right, the, the play on Brad Marchand. So to face three of those um, within the first 20 minutes of action – uh, kind of got him going a little bit, which, you know, you never want to be giving up breakaways, but if that's the case, I guess that's a silver lining to uh, to the little bit of, of defensive laps that they were having. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, I, I I just look at this game and, like, we these, a lot of people call this a trap game. In a lot of ways, it was like a trap game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just if you it's this leaves like the identity of this leaves team of just or lately it just you know sticking as a group, especially on the defensive side, has been really, I think, really crucial to, you know, I think what what's the the most amount of goals they've allowed through this stretch? I think it was against Minnesota, right? Like three, three. That, like how many times have we said that? during the during the year like there's been game now the leads haven't been allowing a lot of goals as we know throughout the year but it's also because they're not scoring a lot of goals so you have to kind of balance that out i like that you know yes you want to see them get more offense but you also want to see them say all right we're not going to be scoring let's make sure we're taking care of things on the other end and that's like what i think i i've liked about what i've seen so far yeah for sure and and, and you know they clean things up in the first period like you said, there there was a couple of gaps which led to some uh, led to some you know big opportunities for the uh, the, the sharks. But luckily, Samsonov was there. They missed the net a couple of times, and uh, then they locked things down pretty good in the second and third period, and you know end up coming with the win. And uh, and that's really what you want if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're coming off of a road trip. That first game back from road trips are always a little tough, right? Um, just kind of settling back into into a groove, and you know the Sharks did play the night before, so maybe they they had a little bit more jump and some juice because you know the legs they, they well I guess were just playing. Um, sometimes that that happens. Sometimes the first period, the team that played the night before, you know, is 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 a little bit better because there might be a little bit of rust to kick off that Toronto had, and it seemed like maybe that was the case um, last night. Uh, all right, Dave, why don't we take another break? When we get back into it, we'll get to our three stars of the game. You listen to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti, your one stop shop for all things Leafs here. Oopsies. Um, Leafs with a 3 1 win over the 
San Jose Sharks. That's now five wins in a row for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Mitch Marner ended up making history 18 straight games with a point, tying uh, Ed Olchuk and Daryl Sittler as the only guys in Leafs history to do that. So absolutely amazing feat uh, done by him. Let's go through our three stars of the game like we do for each and every victory uh, here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast. So um, why don't we go? actually, you know what, before we start, I do want to give a, a quick shout out here. I'm going to pull up uh, her name, but you know, everyone's getting the, the raps, the Spotify raps, yep. um, you know, they're, they're starting to come out what people are listening to. If you, if we come up on your Spotify rap, that is as one of the, uh, one of your most listened to podcasts, really appreciate it. Let us know. We'll give you a shout out for sure. Um, for being that we did get one tweet. I saw somebody took a show, took a screenshot and gave us a little shout out for being uh, their top podcast. Listen, uh, Kylie, Kylie underscore KKM. It was, uh, yeah, her top three podcast. Clearly, you can tell that she's a Leaf fan. It's Locked on Leafs, her number one podcast, Leafs Launch, her number two podcast, and then the Steve Dangle podcast is her number three. So, clearly, she's a, a big Leaf fan. Shout out to Kylie. Thanks so much for listening. Our new favorite uh, listener. What's that? She's number one listener now. Our favorite. Yeah, that's right. Kyle, you're our favorite listener. Uh, so if you want to become our favorite listener, um, send us in your Spotify apps and, and, and see if we're number one. Because right now, she's number one for us. So she's number, we're number one for her. So she's number one for us. Um, and speaking of number ones, let's get, uh, let's get to our, our three stars of the game, Dave. We'll start at number three, though. Uh, who's your third star? I'm going to go a little off the board here. I'm going to go with Mac Hollowell. Yes, I had Mac Hollowell as well. Damn, I thought I was going to be like, I thought you were going to go with like Matthews or something. That's why I was going to go with Hollowell. But he was not expected to play in this game. We were fully expecting Connor Timmons to play in this game. Hollowell would take the seat. What does he do with the opportunity to stay in the lineup? With an absolutely ridiculous play on the Austin Matthews goal. Like, he's starting to gain his confidence after, you know, he's trying to test his water, get used to playing in the NHL. Now he's like, I'm here. Let's start to make some plays. And that, that was nice to see from uh, from Mac Hollowell. I'm pretty, uh, pretty stoked by what I've seen from him. You know, it hasn't been perfect, but he hasn't been had any glaring errors that we've... Uh, you know, you usually see from rookie defensemen. So I like what I've seen from him. Yeah, so. I think in that in that first game, he, he got walked by uh, by Gino Malkin. Um, but outside of that, you know, he's he's he has been really good. Like he he certainly has been. And you know, you just look at the numbers last night. He was on the ice. The the, the Leafs outchanced um, the Sharks twelve to five in scoring chances last night when he was out there on the ice. They controlled the possession game, uh, the shot share. Uh, shot attempts were all in favor of Toronto when he was on the ice. Um, he was on the ice for both goals last night for the Toronto Maple Leafs that they scored. So, um, you know, he was real, real solid. And and Austin Matthews noted it, like the goal that he scored to open up the scoring, just a high IQ play, right? Just a slap pass. Notice that Austin was going to the net, kind of had a stick on the ice and a little slap pass. And, and he's able to deflect that into the back of the net. So just a really smart play by Matt Hollowell and, you know, it's plays like that that'll keep him in the lineup. I know we want to see Connor Timmons play, um, but, you know, I, I think Sheldon Keefe mentioned this a, a week or so ago when talking about Nick Robertson, and I'm sure the same thing applies. He needs to find reasons to take guys out of the lineup to get Timmons in, and Mac Hollowell's not giving him 
um, an opportunity to take him out of the lineup. So uh, good on him. He's played fairly well in the, in the uh, games that he's played. And Austin Matthews wants you to know the team is undefeated with Hollowell in the lineup. So Big Mac. Big, Big Mac. Big Mac or cheese. I think they call him cheese, too. I think like a mac and cheese type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I mac and cheese would have been, if he just said mac and cheese, I would have gone there. If they just saying cheese, I'm going to have to think a little more about it. They, they do. They call him cheese. Like I, I, I want to say maybe Jumbo started, gave him that nickname. Jumbo, I think. Uh, <laughs> Joe Thornton, I believe, way back, way back when, when Jumbo was part of the team. All right. Second star of the game. Uh, second star has to be Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, we got the same starts today, pal. Yeah, like he first came back from a knee injury, doesn't have a lot of goal support, and he he picked up right where he left off. I, you you get concerned when a player's on a lengthy layoff. How are they gonna how are they gonna how's how are they gonna be when they're in that first game back? He was solid right from the get go. He didn't. It wasn't an easy game. Like those aren't easy games for a goaltender where there's it's a low event, not a lot happening, but like. Know high daydream chances can, you know, buffer up. What like I thought it was just a solid effort for him. Like it was nice to see that now there's two goaltenders we can be very comfortable with in the net. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that kind of unfolds with two guys who who are rolling and and hopefully they can continue to roll by like you know this whole tandem because they've been rolling with the starting job when they're playing consecutively, getting into a rhythm, getting into a groove. Um, hopefully they'll be able to keep it up by kind of going every other game or however it ends up getting split up. Uh, we'll see what happens there. It's kind of something that I'll be interested to try and track. But Samsonov was my second star as well. Ended up making, uh, you know, 23, 24 saves. Uh, goals expected was was two and a half, so only allowed one. And clearly early on was tested with those breakaways, which he was ready uh, ready for, ready for the task. And, and the first one in particular on Noah Gregor, um, you know, makes the stop and then has to make a, a rebound save as well, right? So he he makes the second save on top of the first one. So he was ready to go. He was tested early, and then uh, he, he was there to, to make the saves when needed to. And, and Sheldon Keith gave him credit. The first goal that he allowed, he had made the adjustment, and, and there was a very similar play and opportunity from the back of the net, little pop bump out in front, and he made the save in the third period um, after making those adjustments, in-game adjustments. So... Uh, shout out to to Eli Samsonov coming back, getting the win, picking right, picking up right where he left off. So for sure, he gets the second star for us, which leaves uh, Mitch Marner on the board. Probably, I'm assuming for yourself because he's my oh, first. I, I didn't no, it wasn't Mitch Marner. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Marner, go off. Like it was, it was just nice to see how the team reacted when he scored that. When he got that, like his reaction on the bench was hilarious. Like you could tell he was just like not only ex- like meant like physically exhausted, but mentally exhausted. And yeah. then players kind of embrace. It was such a heartwarming yeah. uh, thing. I, I mean, third time's the try though. Like <laughs> at that point, it was like Mitch, what is going? Like the first opportunity, he passes it off to Bunting, and it's like Bunting, what are you doing, pal? And even he said, yeah, not a high IQ play on that one. And he's like, and typically when you give, you know, a giveaway like that, the puck goes down the ice and, you know, bad things happen. But, um, you know, then the second time he just skates it over center ice and gets a little excited and he shoots it and it goes wide. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's not going to get it. 
Like there was almost two minutes on uh, left on the clock when he was out there. I'm like, he's either going to play the entire two minutes here or he's going to stay on the ice until he gets that point. And then uh, Kerfoot kind of picks off a play and springs him for a bit of a breakaway. And he gets an easy little just tap it in. Little happy Gilmore, tap it in. Crossing in over the blue line and uh, does finally score. And you saw the relief on his face where he's like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe it took me three three chances to score this goal and keep the streak alive. But uh, but it is it's alive. It's well. And he can try and break it on uh, on Saturday. But, you know, either way, he had a good game all around. Like, he, he had his chances to, uh, you know, to break that streak many times throughout the game. But, again, to your point, credit to Aaron Dell for being pretty solid in goal. And uh, not only that, got some got some puck luck, I would say, a couple of bars, um, some stuff that leaked past him that squeaked past the goal line. Um, so a little bit of luck also on his side, but ultimately not enough as Toronto was uh, was able to to put him away and get the win. Um, Pierre Engvall did score. He was credited with the game winner. And it's funny, too, because Engvall, I was like chatting with my roommate and I was kind of giving him the gears. I'm like, man, I was such a big Pierre Engvall fan a year ago. And he's just really losing me as uh, as as president of the fan club. He's just not doing a whole lot this year. He's a guy who's uh, who's just not, you know, using his body. Seems like he's allergic to body contact. He's not scoring. Boom! Legitimately, as we're having this conversation, he ends up scoring uh, and, and and the game winner. And it was kind of funny. And I was like, just kidding. I love Pierre Engvall. Back on his. Uh, he's back in the good books. Let's go. So that was kind of funny. So an honorable mention, I guess, to Engvall for getting the uh, the game winner there. But I also would uh, would prefer he would get into the mix a little bit more um, just because this guy honestly is seemingly afraid of contact. But anyways, uh, all right, Dave, why don't we uh, wrap things up there for today? I did. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked on these podcasts and all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. And follow the show at Locked on Leafs. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll tee up the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a chance for Mitch to break the record and really make history. Uh, until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.